you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by the Ford F-Series. He's Bucky Brooks. I am Daniel Jeremiah. And, Buck, big show today, buddy. Big show. We're going to talk about so many different things. Pro and college is on tap today. We're going to talk about the best team in the AFC West. Is it time to go to the bullpen, talk about who should be benched, who should continue to play, which defensive players we're excited to watch in week three, and we'll have all of our college picks. Yeah, the college picks. Do we? Can we please not show the standings of how we're doing on those college picks? It hasn't been good for uh, – for the two of us here. Buck, by the way, my son has a football game tonight, so if I have a little nervous energy. Oh, you, oh man, we got up. a big one. We got a big one. So we got to go out to Palm Springs. Got a big game. Oh, that's way But out. we got a lot to get to here first. That's All right, let's out. jump in here. Best division of football, I think we would agree on this, right? The only division with two or with three 2-0 teams. The AFC West, as you look at the standings right here, the Chargers 0-2 down there at the bottom, Buck, but in both games uh, without question. So the, the question I pose to you is, who, who's the best team in the best division right now? Man, it's tough, but right away I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team because they're the most balanced team of all of the teams within the division, meaning they have quarterback, they have pass rushers, they have explosive players on offense, and they have the ability to lock you down on defense. But it has to start with Alex Smith and the way that he is playing, completing Almost 78% of his passes, 5-0 to zero touchdown to interception ratio, 134.1 passer rating, and we're seeing more deep balls in this offense. There you see Travis Kelsey. We saw him hit Tyreek Hill on a deep shot. Tyreek Hill making plays all over the field. When you look at this team, Kareem Hunt running the ball, leading the league in rushing, they have so many weapons averaging 34.5 points per game. Can't see the Chiefs the best team in the division. This is what I don't understand. Remember Andy Reid was supposed to be a dink and dunk play caller. You got a dink and dunk quarterback. But then every week we watch the Kansas City Chiefs. You talked about it. They're pushing the ball vertically down the field this year. Explosive plays. They are really doing a great job of expanding this offense. This offense is tough to deal with because they give you so many different things to stop. Plus all the eye candy you like to allude to with the misdirection. 
Kansas City is a really legitimate team. I think we have to talk about them as a title contender. All right, look, I, I like the Chiefs, but I'll tell you what, I, I didn't see this one coming because I did not – Broncos coming in the year, I had my questions about them, but what I've seen so far to this season, I'm going to put them right at the top of my list inside this division. And a couple reasons I'll give you here. Trevor Simeon's playing at a level I didn't know he could play at. I mean, I, I think he's leading the league in touchdown passes. It, being efficient but taking some calculated risks, being selectively aggressive is what I'll refer to it as, the way Trevor Simeon is playing right now. They've got the run game going. They've got some balance offensively. And then when you flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, they're outstanding. And we got a chance to study them, Buck, up front with, with Adam Gotsis, the way he's playing. Uh, with Derek Wolf and with Damata Pecco, what what they have with that front three, and then you throw Von Miller off the edge, and I believe without question the best trio of corners in the NFL, the way they can match up with people. I mean, they manhandled the Dallas Cowboy team that's pretty darn talented. I, I would put the Broncos right at the top of this division. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to knock and argue against the Broncos because when you look at them and the way they're constructed, they have everything that you should have, particularly on defense. They got big bodies inside. They got pass rushers on the edge. Miller, Barrett, and you talk about the three cornerbacks that can lock up. This is a team that plays really playoff-style football, meaning they can play rough and rugged. When you get into contributions on offense from C.J. Anderson, it allows Trevor Simeon to be comfortable. They're a very, very good team. I still think Kansas City is just a smidge better just because they're a little more explosive, a little more dynamic in what they're able to do. Well, there's the third team. I think I know I picked them to win the division before the season started, and they've done nothing to disappoint. The Raiders sitting there at 2-0, and Buck. Uh, make the case for why they'll end up winning this division. Well, I mean, you have an MVP candidate in Derek Carr. You have a tempo setter in Marshawn Lynch. You have two outstanding playmakers in Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. And that offense is second to none. Defensively, Khalil Mack is a one-man gang. Rushing the passer, Mario Edwards Jr. gives them an inside rush. The key for the Oakland Raiders and whether they will be able to jump to the top of the division will all hinge on their play in the back end and the secondary. If they can get contributions, they don't let the ball fly over the head, Carl Joseph and other guys play well, they have a team that can certainly win the AFC West. Have a great win, too. On the road against Tennessee Titans to open up the season was a big win. The Jets didn't pose uh, uh, much, of tr- much trouble there for them at home. With that football team, though, Buck, again, the secondary, haven't seen them in the preseason. That's what kind of scared me off yep. them a little bit. 2-0, and they're in a good spot right now. Uh, need to continue to make strides on that side of the ball. All right, I'll make the case. I know they're 0-2, but it's a young season right now. The San- yes. The- almost did it. Almost did it. Almost the same The Los Angeles Chargers, even though they're 0-2, very much still alive, obviously, at this point in the season. And you've seen good things. Look, if they can make a field goal, this team would be right there at 2-0, or at least competing to be 2-0. At the end of football games, they have not found a way to split the uprights. Uh, that's been a concern for them. Offensively, I thought a little bit conservative in that game against the Broncos. Once they started cutting Phillip Rivers loose and pushing the ball down the field, they had some success. And then you see here against the Miami Dolphins, that's a makeable kick. Does not happen for this football team. But the way they can get after the passer up front, when you look at that D-line, and it's not just Ingram and Bosa. they got some guys inside with Legit and Meebane as well. They're going to keep him in every single football game. And Melvin Gordon's running the ball well. So they've got some things to be happy about. Just the record doesn't reflect it right now. No, the record doesn't reflect how well they've been playing. They just haven't been able to seal the deal, haven't been able to close it off. And it's part of a bigger theme. Uh, This is a team that has lost a number of close games in the last year and a half. They have to find a way to finish those games and really end up in the positive side of the winning ledger. This is a team that I like. I like their pass rushers. I like their cornerback tandem in Casey Hayward and Jason Verrett. 
they have the ability to play the kind of defense that you need to play. If they can continue to get the running game from Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen steps up and plays like an elite receiver, yeah, they're going to be one of those teams that we talked about. One guy not playing for him, obviously, is rookie Mike Williams. We haven't seen him yet. Hopefully we'll get a chance to see him at some point in time this season. But that brings me to rookies around the league. One of the things we like to do on the show every single week is keep you updated with these rookies and who's getting it done so we can show you where we are right now with the rookie passing leaders. Not a lot of guys out there, Bucky, just looking at Kaiser and Watson. Last week, Kaiser against the Baltimore Ravens was a rough one. So we'll see how he rebounds this week. Deshaun Watson found a way to get a win on the road. Wasn't the sexiest of performances, but got the job done. No, two young players, you're going to see a lot of inconsistency, and I think it's been reflected in their statistics. 404 passing yards for Deshaun Kaiser, but four interceptions. Can't turn the ball over that much. Has also taken a number of sacks. He has to get the ball out of his hands quicker. Deshaun Watson, show promise. Got to see more. Any plays in New England Patriots? We'll see how he does. Yeah, 83 rushing yards for Deshaun Watson. That's the big number there. You look at the r- rookie rushing leaders. Kareem Hunt right there at the top at 229. Dalvin Cook uh, not too far behind there, 191. Fournette, buck 40. Carson, interesting. Chris Carson for the yep. Seahawks, a buck 32. And Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. One game. One game. Yeah, not bad. Not too bad. All right, let's go through the receiving leaders. Gerald Everett, how about that? 134 receiving yards. For the tight end uh, for the Rams, big fan of his, Kareem Hunt, getting it done both ways there as a runner and a receiver. Cooper Cup with a buck 09. Uh, Cohen out of the backfield, my guy. Every week we talk about Tariq Cohen. He's got 102 yards. And then Evan Ingram coming off a big game with 93 yards. And then when we flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, how about that? Before the season started, Buck, if I told you the rookie sack leader, that's early, uh, Dietrich Wise with two right at the top, tied with T.J. I would be surprised. I would be surprised because we worried about the New England Patriots pass rush. Dietrich Wise has been a nice find for them. It's come in and given them immediate production off the edge, two sacks. Uh, but then you look right up under him, T.J. Watt, Tyus Browser, guys that we expected to come in and have some kind of impact. Those guys certainly lived up to the expectation that preceded their arrival. Yeah, Tyus Bowser has been outstanding for the Baltimore Ravens. All right, look, football season's cranked up, college football, the NFL season, but baseball's still going on. As a Padre, yeah. as a Padre fan, I had to look it up and confirm it. Yeah, baseball is still is still going on, Bucky. So with the baseball twist here, uh, the question I'm going to ask, yeah, let's, is it time to go to the bullpen? That's right. On some of these players here, so let me let me lob up the first one and tell me if you think we need to make the pick up that bullpen phone. They still have the bullpen phone. Uh, I think so. Behind the they glass, do. we got baseball fans. Oh yeah, there. definitely. Yeah, bullpen yeah, no phone. Right? About yeah, we're using the bullpen. Oh phone yes, here. that's it. The, yep. the bullpen phone. No question. <laughs> All right. So, are we getting on the bullpen phone if you're the Chicago Bears? Not quite. Looking at Mike Glennon, yeah. you've got Trubisky down there li- limbering up a little bit. Not yet. Not yet. Now, yeah, we're going to save him. I want him to be the same man. We're going to wait. What have you seen from Glennon, though, that, that I mean, gets I you excited here? I mean, Buck? the first game he played pretty well against the Atlanta Falcons. This last game, yeah, he didn't have a great performance. But I just don't know if Mitchell Trubisky would be ready to make a solid contribution at this point. Let's continue to have the young guy sit on the side, prepare like he eventually would be the starter. But right now, I want Mike Glennon to take all the starts. Let's just see how far we can go with him at the helm. One of the interesting things on this decision is if we're going to stick with the baseball analogy – they kind of got the meat of the order coming up. When you look at the schedule of the Chicago Bears, it is not easy. This is not the eight, nine hitters you would no. need Trubisky to come in and face. So maybe try and buy him a little more time, give him a chance 
a better chance at success. So you keep throwing Glennon out there. Uh, I get that. Maybe you wait on that call. All right. Now, let's, this is not the Mariners. We're talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Do they go to the bullpen at the running back position to yank out Thomas Rawls? And, and let's go ahead and get Chris Carson in there full time. I don't even know how we can say Thomas Rawls is in there because he hasn't been productive. He hasn't been productive in a few seasons. I think we have to go with Chris Carson. Carson has given them exactly what they're looking for. Big physical runner, guy who has some pop uh, when he gets to the second level. And we talked about him. He's already in the top five among the Russian leaders for rookies. He has the ability. They need to get a better push up front because when we look at these clips, he is taking on bodies. Ooh, at there's the Carson. Near. Make you now miss. we're seeing the power and explosiveness. They need someone that can give them what they had in Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he's got a little more creativity, I think, as a runner. Than Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls runs hard, no question. But I think Chris Carson, a little, more straight line. Little, little nifty, uh, gives you a little niftiness there. So I think no question. It's time to make that move full time here. All right. Speaking of the running back position, let's go to, to Tennessee, the Titans. And I know Demarco Murray's been beat up a little bit, but the more I see it, Derrick Henry, the more I like him. Is it time to go to the bullpen and make that change? Absolutely. Let's bring in Derrick Henry. And the reason <laughs> we want to bring in Derrick Henry because in the last five games, five regular season games, Derrick Henry has more rushing yards. <laughs> more yards per carry, more rushing touchdowns than DeMarco Murray. And when you look at him, it's the physicality, it's the toughness, it's being able to finish. He is beginning to get his legs up under him. He is a dominant player, a guy that can really be a tempo saver, tempo setter for the offense. I think they need to put him in more. He needs to get the lion's share of the carries. The thing with, with Henry I think is interesting too is if they can get him – all the carries, be the feature back, you're going to see with his size and physicality the effect it has on a defense You know, over the course of the game. Where's you watch down? him in Alabama, we saw him just wear people down, wear people down Where's in the fourth quarters when he'd, he'd pop one with some speed you didn't know that he had. So, uh, look, DeMarco, Marco Murray's been a great player for a long time, had a, had a big year last year. But I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see Derrick Henry get the lion's share here and see what he can do with it. Uh, I think I would go to the bullpen on that one. Yeah, I think you have to. I think he is the bigger, faster more dependable version of DeMarco Murray. And, look, DeMarco Murray had a great season for them, but now it's time to give it to the young fella. The young fella kind of has some of that Eddie George in him in terms of his ability to really set the table. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears here. How about some guys just need to step up? We're not asking for these guys to be benched. We're not looking to replace them. But we need some guys to step up a little bit, Bucky. And we've got a guy with a star on his helmet that's right at the top of the list. Oh, you're talking about Ezekiel Elliott? Yes. You need Ezekiel Elliott to step up? I need him to step it up. He does need to step it up. He needs to step it up in a couple of different factors. One, he didn't run the ball particularly well a week ago. You could say that he maybe didn't get the opportunities. But more importantly, right now, this is a gut check game for him. Everyone is looking around to see how he re- will respond to the criticism because he didn't hustle out on an interception run. You want to see a young player continue to play to the end of the game. Finish the game like a pro. Oh, that doesn't Be a look guy good. that doesn't, that doesn't look this good. behavior that right doesn't here. That doesn't look good. That's unacceptable. So it's on Zeke. Zeke has to wear the big sombrero. He needs to come up in a major way this week to really earn his trust back, to earn the trust back of his teammates. Uh, true story, Bucky. I'm not. This is not a college story for me. This is a high school story. I'm gonna take you on the wayback machine. Whoa! Uh, I had three tackles in a high school game. I didn't play defense that day, Buck. <laughs> no, yeah, no. There was some picks. I made a tackle on every last one of those things, man. So that's one area that I feel I feel better about myself than Ezekiel Elliott. I just get in a turnover, probably because I threw it. But you get mad. You want to go hit somebody. Well, Zeke Elliott, I would say, hey, Zeke, you need to go chase. But my quarterbacks, we're not nah. going to do it. Because we've seen the last couple of years, we've seen quarterbacks get hurt on that play. Andy Dalton uh, had leg Cincinnati on a nice run. He hurt, breaks his finger, can't play. Their playoff chance. To you always like to get those those uh, stick marks on your helmet. Yeah, yeah, not when you're playing quarterback. Nope. Not a good nope. sign. Uh, all right, let's go to somebody else. Speaking of quarterback, that needs to step it up. I know Eric Flowers in the offensive line of the Giants. 
got a lot of ridicule and got a lot of blame for this. The quarterback position, though, you can ask the head coach of the Giants. Eli Manning, you got to step up. Yeah, I mean, Eli has to play at a much higher level. He's a guy that has been a two-time Super Bowl MVP, and I know the pieces around him may not necessarily be up to par. The offensive line has not played particularly well. On the outside, you've been forced to play without Odell Beckham Jr., and we now see how he allows others to eat simply off his presence on the field. Once they get healthy and once they kind of figure out how they want to play the certain players on that offensive line, I think they can get back. But it's on Eli to do a good job of managing the game and understanding situations. Ben McAdoo called him out. I need Eli to respond to the criticism. One of the things I think that will help Eli in this game, let's let's get Evan Ingram even more involved in the passing game. Those are quick, easy throws. Get the ball out of your hand. Let's get the backs involved in the passing game a little bit. Flip the ball out there to them. Get some easy completions there. I think that will kind of alleviate some of the pressure on that offensive line and on Eli Manning, but no doubt about it, Eli Manning, you need to step up. All right, another quarterback that needs to step up and a team really that needs to step up in the Cincinnati Bengals and Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton has to step up. He's been off to a horrible start, uh, only completing a little more than 54% of his passes, too many turnovers. We saw him have a meltdown on Thursday night against the Houston Texans. And it all goes back to the Andy Dalton that we saw in uh, under Hugh Jackson, a guy that was confident, that was decisive, did a great job of getting the ball to the playmakers. But last two seasons, we haven't really seen that. Zampese, he tried to put his own stamp on the offense, didn't necessarily work with the pieces. Bill Lazor would come in. Two weeks in. Have you ever seen it before, play caller two weeks in? No, I've never seen it before, but their offense hadn't scored a touchdown. They needed to do something. So with Lazor, I believe you're going to see Dalton have an opportunity to get back in his best. Spread offense proponent. They're going to simplify the offense. They'll play with a little more tempo, kind of get it out of his hands, allow those guys to really pick up the yards for him when he comes back. I think he has the opportunity to be good. I don't know. They, we just did the segment on, is it time to go to the bullpen? The Bengals went to the bullpen on the play caller two weeks into the season. Man. I mean, come, come wow. on. D, D, they had score points. Well, speaking of bullpen, are we – I mean, I didn't put this in that in that section of the of the show here, but A.J. McCarron's kind of lurking in the wings here. Are we getting close? <laughs> You're an A.J. McCarron guy, Buck. You I am an A.J. McCarron jump. fan. Are we I, getting close to maybe entertaining that thought? Maybe it's not time to, to do it right now, but at least it's in the back of your mind. Uh, I mean, I think you have to understand that you have a quarterback that is worthy of being a number one quarterback. The issue that you have with Andy Dalton, you want to make sure that he's comfortable. He gets every opportunity during the first half of the season before you hand it over to uh, A.J. McCarron. In A.J. McCarron, you have a guy that is an outstanding anticipatory thrower. Doesn't necessarily have A-plus arm talent, but he can make all the throws that you want to see. And we saw when he had an opportunity under Hugh Jackson, a great play caller, great designer. He played very, very well. Let's see if Laser can put some of those things into practice. Here's the thing. I mean, I I just look down and I'm saying AJ Green. Okay, I know what he can bring. I'm looking at Eifert. Okay, <laughs> I've got three running backs with with Mixon, with Giovanni Bernard, and and Jeremy Hill. What, what's wrong with that? How is this team not scoring any points? Oh, I know. It's all about the play call. So I, look, I'm I'm gonna expand this. This was Andy Dalton stepping up. We need the Bengals. Period. We need you to step it up. That is not good enough. All right, Buck, we've talked so much about offensive players here. Let's let's switch it over to the defensive side of the ball and just say let's let's say we get some popcorn and, and we're going to kick our feet up this weekend. A player that we're looking forward to watch on the defensive side of the ball. Let's each take two here. Why don't you start us off? Give me a defensive player you're looking forward to see what he can do this week. Big game, big matchup, Patrick Peterson versus Dez Bryant. And even though Dez Bryant is no longer an elite or premier wide receiver. Ooh, you, just just said no, you just said no elite, no elite no, on Dez? No, he's not. He's not. He can't right. separate. Okay. He has the lowest separation 
from any receiver. And that's like he can't get open. Now he's going to deal with a world-class athlete in Patrick Peterson. I want to see if Patrick Peterson can ramp up his game and completely shut Dez Bryant down. We talk about being a lockdown corner. Well, let's see if you can lock it up. I think he can. I think Derek Dooley is going to clip this off and he's going to show it in the media. Ah, come on, I got more stuff. I Dez, got more look stuff. Up, look we, what Bucky's I got more stuff. Did we just get a Derek Dooley? There was mention? a Derek Dooley drop right there. I got more go. stuff. Yeah. I got, I, I got more, more nuggets. Dez can't do it. He can't get open. All right. There you go. Well, he says Dez. Are you pulling out the notebook on me? I mean. Okay, I'll let you go to the notebook, but I'm I mean, just saying I'm, Dez is going to watch this. What if Dez go. goes off? Average separation at the target. 1.82 in 2016 is down to 1.68. Do you know what the league average is? We got 2.8 yards. Okay. At the throw, like he can't, he but can't he, get. I open. don't know that he had. I know he. Yeah. Oh, shots fired. How about definitely, that? Definitely shots fired. I don't know when you're that big and strong though. He can have a backpack. Players like a backpack on. And him. He, has boop, the, boop. he has the worst production versus press coverage of any wide receiver in the entire National Football League. Bucky's stat of the wow. week. Wow. Wow. That is. <laughs> Hey, that's strong. Well, hey, I had to go to the notebook. Yeah, he did have he, those are his legitimate <laughs> notes right there. The notebook. I like had that. To go to the notebook. Hey, put you on the stand. You got to pull out some evidence. That was Exhibit A. Nicely done. <laughs> All right, look, a defensive player I'm looking forward to watch. Aaron Donald. It didn't get a chance to see him obviously in the preseason. Wasn't there for Week One. Last week was his debut for the season. Didn't really see the same Aaron Donald that we've seen throughout his career. Understandable. Got to knock some of that rust off. Uh, this week, though, looking forward to seeing him and what he can get done, Buck. I have a feeling he's not going to pitch a shutout in this one. No, I think so. I think they get back on track. The fact that they gave up over 200 rushing yards, you can anticipate that Wade Phillips had those guys in pads all week. They're beating each other up. They're going to make sure you stop the run because you got to stop the run in the National Football League to get to where it's the money down. Aaron Donald will help them stop the run, and then he can get to those downs where it's favorable. We can see the speed and quickness, and we'll also see plenty of sacks. Two things that you're happy about if you're Aaron Donald. Number one, didn't have a great game. You don't have to wait long. You're on a Thursday night game, so that's cool. Get right back out on the field. The second thing is you're playing against the 49ers, so you go get go eat a little bit. Go get something done. I think Aaron Donald has a big game here for the Rams. Well, I mean, he should have a big game. I think this is a big one. I'm tuning in. I want to see it. Why are you such a secondary guy? I mean, I try and get a big guy up front. You come with Patrick Peterson on the outside. Now, let me, go ahead. Give me another secondary player. Here we go, Buck. Cam Chancellor. He's a big guy. He's, He's not a big down, guy. Give me some dirty. He's like a hybrid linebacker. down dirties Come on, up front. man. I need to – look, Such on a, a defense guy. loaded with eight – Pro Bowl players, this is the guy that might be the most important. The reason he's the most important because he is the enforcer. He is the guy that kind of knocks the taste out of wide receivers' mouths when they cross the middle, but he also comes down in the box and delivers big hits for a Seattle defense that really we've heard those guys talk about, look, we got to carry the weight. Well, if you got to carry the weight, particularly against the Tennessee Titans, you better have someone that's a hammer. We talked about Derrick Henry needs to be the runner. I need someone to put Derrick Henry – uh, down a little bit. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to watch. That, that's, a, that's a really, really good football game, and that's going to be an intriguing matchup. Two big men going at it there. I'm going to go, though. Okay, I'll, I'll cheat. I'm going to go in the back end as well because you've been doing so many secondary guys. I want to pile on. Come on How man. about Malik Hooker? Got himself a pick last week for the Colts. Not a lot of good news for the Colts so far this season. In no. fact, the Browns coming to town, and a lot of Oof. folks believe the Browns are going to win that football yeah, game. That, yeah, that's the first one. But I'm going to tell you right now, Malik Hooker, with his range and instincts going up against a fellow rookie, in Deshaun Kaiser, that Malik Hooker is going to get another one. If not one, maybe two this week. So I'm looking forward to watching one of my favorite players in this rookie class, Malik Hooker, continue to do his thing. The Colts are not good, but Malik Hooker is great, and he's worth watching in this one. I mean, he's definitely worth watching. Very explosive and entertaining athlete in the middle of the field. Still learning the position. You're right. Without a pass rush, we really limited in terms of what we can see him do. 
when they build and fortify their roster, I think he has the kind of talent that should lead him to be a perennial Pro Bowl player on the outside. I don't know what everybody at home's doing at 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, Saturday morning, but you need to get to NFL Network and watch the NFL Pick'em Show because that's where me and Bucky get to join the other podcast crew, the Around the NFL crew, as well as Damashek. I believe we have Cynthia Freeland and Matt Money-Smith getting a little piece of the action this week as well. So we go through all the NFL slate of games, kind of like we've done a little bit here, and we pick those games uh, it's a really kind of a fun show, but 9 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Check that out on Saturday. And speaking of picks, Bucky, this is the time that I've come to loathe on our show, and that's no? college picks. It, well, look, it hasn't gone great for us. Let's just be straight up about this. But the good news is misery loves company. When we look at the standings here, at the tippy-tippy top, the guys behind the glass, Kent in first place, 22-11. and 11. Sully right behind him, 21-12. and 12. Congratulations on uh, picking your, your alma mater to lose and getting a point there. I'm sure you feel yep, great I about that. I feel really good. <laughs> uh, Bucky and myself there. We're tied for third. We're not in fourth. That's right. We're tied for third, 17-16. Uh, and 16. So we got to step – speaking of step it up, we got to step our game up a little bit. Oh, yeah, we're picking up this week. We're picking up. Now we're starting to hone in. They're beginning to get in the conference play. We'll – We'll make sure we have a good week this week. All right, let's go get him here. Let's start with the first game, and this is the two-point game of the week. This is TCU, Oklahoma State, Buck, and we've got uh, we've got an interesting one here. And I like the fact that you uh, you're not afraid to go out on your own here. Oh, I'm the lone wolf, TCU. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Was that an echo? Yeah. Wow, TCU. Nicely done. TCU over Oklahoma State. Look, I know Mason Rudolph has been playing great. He's been playing out of his mind, but now we're gonna see the Horn Frogs. The fighting horn frogs. They're playing some are defense. Going, yeah, they're playing some defense. Hey, look, they're going to go on the road and find a way to get still water. And still water with the Ooh. guns, all that. My man, Trill. Hill? Yeah. Kenny Trill Hill? Yeah, true and real. That's wow. what it means. Trill. Kenny Trill Hill. I never knew that. Come on, true and real. Come on. Combine the two words. It's kind of like a little mashup there. Yeah, a little mashup. I like that. Look, I went and studied Mason Rudolph this morning, and Buck, he's what'd you think? He's playing a lot better. He's playing a lot better this year than he did last year. Look, the numbers. The numbers are always great. Last year they're great. This year they're great. But I, I was impressed when I watched him today, working through his progressions, accurate all three levels, confident inside the pocket. Now you get him off the spot, he still will struggle a little bit, and that's going to be what Gary Patterson tries to do with TCU. But I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I'm with the rest of the guys here behind the glass. I'm going to go Oklahoma State at home in Stillwater. Not going to lose that football game to TCU. Now a team coming off a huge win last week, Mississippi State just trounced LSU. Uh, did not get that one right. Now they go on the road to take on Georgia, uh, and they're going to bring a quarterback that's pretty hot right now, Nick Fitzgerald. He is absolutely on fire. He is a spread quarterback that can run it. He can throw it. They're doing a great job putting him in an offense that really fits his skill set. And we saw against LSU, he did a little bit of everything. I'm a big believer. I'm all in on Dan Mullen's squad. I'm saying that they're able to go down in between the hedges and knock off the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, okay. Hey, the real Bulldogs are from Mississippi State. Oh, there you go. I, nice. Uh, go ahead and put that out there. I thought they were uh, – what's another Bulldogs? There's a lot of Bulldogs out there. A lot of Bulldogs. Missing anybody else? Is Gonzaga the Bulldogs? Gonzaga, uh, Louisiana Tech. Yes, I know. I played against Louisiana yeah. Tech. Good pull. Uh, Buck, I, I heard an interview with Dan Mullen today, and I almost wanted to switch my pick. What a stud he is. He's a good football coach, and he got a good football team there at Mississippi State. But at home, between the hedges, I go Georgia. Sully's with me on going Georgia. Kent is, is with you going Mississippi State there. Uh, should be a good football game. Penn State at Iowa. First kind of real test for Penn State, I think, when you look at their schedule. They've been dominant. Um, I don't know. There's there's much disagreement here. Iowa tends to pull one of these games out every now and then. They're going to be, quote-unquote, scrappy. 
uh, like yep. Iowa does. But, man, when you got Saquon Barkley rolling the way he's rolling and you've got the quarterback playing well, I think you got to look at Penn State here. I mean, you have to like Penn State. This is a an intriguing trap game for them at Iowa. Iowa is playing really, really good football. They're playing them at home. It's going to be tough for Penn State to go on the road and get the dub, but I'm going with Penn State in this one. I think they find a way to get it done. Looking for a huge game from Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I'm going to go Penn State as well. It's a clean sweep. We all have Penn State winning this one, and I love the fact that you've got the crappy microphone this week because last week I had it. It yeah, just kind of slides down. you got to kind of just you got to grab it. You, yeah, it's it, a problem. It tries to run away just, from you a little just bit. Can't, just can't get it. Yeah. Know? No. We, yeah, we we might need to get some new mics for you guys. Uh, you no, think? no, 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 no. As long as I as long as I got the as long we're as good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one here. NC State at Florida State. Florida State only played one game. You got the tomahawk chop going already. Come on, I got to go on. Out. I got to go on. And look, NC State. Remember before the season, it, all that hype, the defensive line. It wouldn't matter who NC State is playing. I am not picking them. You'll never pick them. Never. But you picked against North Carolina, which I don't understand that. But I was right. Yes, but if you're going to pick against your own school, why wouldn't you pick for NC State? Yeah, no, no. Okay. All right, look, Florida State it is. I, I think Florida State going to be a little bit rusty. I think this game's close for a half. Uh, well, typically I, I NC State, State always plays play Florida tough. State pretty tough. And Florida so. State's had to come back uh, from big deficits against And them. we got a new quarterback. And they've done Florida it. Florida State, that's the issue. We'll see how the new quarterback responds to that talented D-line. Yeah, I think, look, they're going to make it interesting. It'll be a closer game, but I think Florida State has too much. I think defensively they'll force some turnovers and get it done. We all agree on that. Clean sweep Florida State. All right, Buck. Normally I get upset when you guys put these App State games on here because you know I will always go with my alma mater. And against Georgia, look, I, I knew we were probably not going to win that one, but I'm going to vote for them anyways. They're going to get my pick. This week is just pure confidence, Buck. Wake Forest going up the hill to Boone ooh, to ooh, take on easy. App State. Have you seen what Wake Taylor Forest Lamb, has been doing? I know. Wake Forest has been getting after it. Come on, yeah. They were getting after it back in Come the on. day too, Buck. Played, Come on. played them twice, 98-2000. Are they going to pull a 98? Now, how about a 2000? We played them oh, twice yeah. when I was there. We there beat them go. both times. Beat them both times? Come on. Yeah, but 98 was the overtime. Daniel Jeremiah over the top on the one-yard line. Yeah, it was the, the, the little QB sneak in OT, get, get it done. But, no, this is this, they're not going to need a quarterback sneak here. What are you we, talking about? We're going we man, to manhandle. We, we, tried to get the, we tried to get the radio call for you. Appy State didn't get back to us at oh, the time. Terrible. Travis. Yeah, I thought you were the most notable. I just alumni. did an interview with them today because they were doing the top five uh, moments in the history of the rivalry. Top five. You know. So that, that's You were number one, nice. right? Yeah. Thought so. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come duh. on. Come on. Eric Church, uh, though. I know. We, 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 Eric there? Church and we also have Luke Combs. If nice. If country music star is a good chance. And then I think, uh, what's it? Uh, by the way, uh, Luke Bryan was Georgia Southern. So yep. the old Southern Conference. It's the cradle of country Socon, music baby. stars. Um, all right, Buck. You you can't be doing this to me. I I've got App State. I'm not breaking any news there. This is my this is my second choice. This is my second choice Who'd of you, school outside of North Carolina. You this almost went to backup. Wake. Wake Forest was my backup. I was going to go to play there. hoops. Gonna play with Ricky Prohl. Oh, that nice Slick Rick. Nice. I was going to take over for Slick Rick when Slick Rick left. I was going to catch all the balls, but Carolina came through. So because of that, and because man, it it just can't happen again. Wait, App but, State, Wake Forest, they, they can't beat him again. But here's the thing, though: if you go to Wake, you have to take like real classes. Yeah, they can't beat him again. <laughs> oh would, no! Would you, why would you yeah, do that, Buck? I would. Oh man, that was a shot. I'm not letting that one. I think slip. that went. I, 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 I know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, we got. We got to get an air horn on that one again. I know what he's talking about. I knew what he was talking about. I'm still going. <laughs> I mean, I think you actually have to go to class at Wake. Yeah. That's not – I mean, come on. I you don't take it. an independent never do study. that. That was shot of the you century. Take, you can take an independent study. <laughs> that's what you get. 
That's that's what you get for for taking a right. break right there. Hey, Sully, thank you very much. You went App State. I got Kent, you. Kent, you went Wake. You're dead to me. Uh, that's all right. We'll see what happens. They're gonna, we're going to handle Wake for us. We're not scared of Wake. Coming up the hill. Man, y'all, you know, Wake is fake. So I feel like you're not respecting them, though. No, I don't I feel, respect them. I, I feel don't like, know what it feels I feel like, like to I lose like Wake Forest. I feel like he's reached a level of disrespect. Like, you're not really respecting what Wake Forest I'm not. 2-0 and against Wake when he's playing there. Uh, Why not? This ain't, this ain't 1995. I'm not saying it's yet to fear him. <laughs> this but ain't at least, 1995. We're not playing on the hardwood. Tim Duncan and Chris Paul ain't walking through that door. But. I mean, I feel like you should at least respect him. No, I feel like no you respect. Have no, no respect for Dave Clawson and the fighting Clawsons. Zero. Um, by the way, what do the rest of the board look like here? What are the, what are the rest of the picks here? Let's roll uh, the, the rest of the games that we have going on here. USC Cal, we, we're both with USC on, on this one here. Washington, Colorado. Yeah, Alabama, Vanderbilt won that. Well, I struggled with that one. I struggled with that one. You think really? Even after – I think Vanderbilt – I think Vanderbilt – I saw Vanderbilt BK State. They, they might – they might have had a chance before that offensive defensive lineman, whatever he is from Vanderbilt, opened up Bob his Dunn. mouth. Yeah. Ooh, not good calling out Bama. Hey, call him out. Michigan. Call him out. Oh. Call him out. I called out Clemson one year. I oh, yeah. Clemson oh, that's one, one of my favorite stories. Yeah. I, I, told him, I told him bring him down here. It, took, it just took us a year. It took us a year to yeah. get right. We, just one I, year I was early. premature. All right, Alabama, Vandy. You, you talked a lot, Buck, but you still go on Bama. Michigan, Purdue, we both are on Michigan. And then this one. Notre Dame at Michigan State. Everything on paper, everything points to Notre Dame, and that's where you went. But uh, Sparty, I think I think D'Antonio's got a little something at home. Bunch of young kids playing with a bunch of young guys, but they're gonna they're gonna surprise some folks. Sneak one out against the, the Fighting Irish. Wow, Sparty! I pick against Notre Dame a lot, by the way. I think I picked. Did I pick them? I picked them against Georgia though, and they let me down. So yeah, that, that yeah, might have been did. a retribution. Might be retribution there. Uh, anyways, one other game we don't have on our board, Buck, that I thought it was worth chatting about just for a second. Woo. UCLA-Stanford, I believe it's a late-night Pac-12 game. Josh Rosen coming off a game where he makes a couple bonehead throws. They lose at Memphis. Stanford coming off a loss at San Diego State. That's going to be a fun one to watch. I'm anxious to see how Rosen rebounds in this one. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one because both teams need to have this one. Stanford losing that game is a surprise. Two in a row, the prospect of them losing three in a row, it, you just unheard of. You don't see them do that. For Josh Rosen, Want to continue to see him make plays, see if he can kind of calm it down, avoid some of the hero throws, and attack a Stanford defense. Look, Sam Darnold gets all the attention, but my man Josh Rosen has played pretty good. We had a couple mistakes and miscues. I want to see what he does against the Cardinal defense. No, look, he's played at a very high level for the majority of time. He's just got to cut out those three or four throws where you're just going, what What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, if he can cut those out against Stanford, I think they have a chance, although their defense can't stop a nosebleed right now. No. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's kind of the – Bad on bad there because Stanford's offense hasn't been able to throw the ball very well vertically. And you've got UCLA who can't stop anybody, so we'll see who gets the better of that one. Stanford, by the way, yet yet to get a win in North America. <laughs> Only win was was a, was it a, in Australia against Rice, so they've got to find a way to get that done. We don't have to pick a winner here, Bucky. Why don't you pick one anyways? UCLA at Stanford. Woo! Wait, do it on three. You ready? One, two, three. Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> Come on, man. We're not, Come on. We're not Physicality, play. toughness. They, that was hard. <laughs> uh, they take care of them. Hey, that was a fun show, Buck. All right. We, I mean, we made it through. No, it was fun. Fix. Hey, if you want more uh, Move the Sticks content, you can find all our videos. Go to NFL.com slash MTS video, and you can go to YouTube.com slash NFL for all the Move the Sticks content. This has been a fun one. Thanks for checking out Move the Sticks presented by the Ford F-Series. See you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.